Welcome, everybody, to the Race Tech Privateer Island Life Podcast number 23. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. I'd like to give a little bit of a talk to these guys, the heroes of the sport, the guys that are driving to the races or, or you know, are way back in the privateer pits each and every week and uh, kind of give you some idea of life on the island and how it's going and, and what they want to do to get off the island and, and if Weston Pike is truly an inspiration or not. And uh, we'll talk about that and much more. Race Tech Suspension, though, everybody, they got their seminars coming up. If you want to get into the industry in the suspension end of things, and there's a ton of guys right now that are working for top teams that have taken these seminars, October 21st to 27th, 2017. So coming up right in Corona, California, where Race Tech is, and uh, they do a Race Tech Technical Edge Suspension Seminar. Really cool things. Like I said, a lot of guys uh, learn about suspension um, from Race Tech, and they go on and they, they work with teams. Or even if you got a shop and you want to work at a shop or whatever. If you're looking to learn to tune your suspension to add a new service to your motorcycle business, better tune your own bike, or just launch a career like I talked about, no one has educated more top-level suspension tuners than Paul Feed. Please check, check them out, racetech.com. Um, found in 1984, and discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech. Mention Pulpamex 17 to get a dis- discount on your high-performance suspension needs. they got a whole engine department there as well, and we thank the guys at Race Tech uh, for coming on board and sponsoring us and helping out, uh, helping us shine some light on some privateers. Uh, all right, with me on the phone, uh, like I said, a privateer on in life podcast. This guy, 20th overall in 450 motocross, uh, some really good rides, maybe lost a little bit in the Henry Miller hype, but we'll, fi- we'll get to the bottom of that. It's uh, John Short. What's up, John? How are you, man? Not a whole lot. I appreciate you guys having me on. Excited to do the show. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, I know those other podcast Texas guys have you on all the time, so hopefully you've got some time for us, you know? Oh, yeah. No, Jamie's a good guy in the, in the Moto X pod show. I like going on there as well. I'm not familiar with that show at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, hey, uh, thanks uh, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Do you agree with me, though? Like, okay, so you got 20th overall. You had tons of, of point-scoring motos. But we, and I don't mean all of us, but a lot of us are like, oh, Henry Miller, Henry Miller. You were right behind Henry a lot of races and doing almost as well. But, I mean, hey, tip of the visor to Henry. He killed it, but you flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah, um, me and him both had some good rides, but, uh, you know, he, he cracked into the top 10. He did something I never did. He was just a little bit in front of me results-wise. So he, he did obviously steal some thunder. He had a good whole shot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just uh, if I want to get a little more attention, I have to be the, the first privateer yep. coming across the line. But um, he had a great season, and we both had a pretty good season, I'd say. Yeah, you got to be stoked right now. Twentieth overall in the points, although um, uh, Heath Harrison was coming for you, but but you held him off. Twentieth overall in the points, and for that you're going to end up probably be. Let me look here. You are going to be somewhere. I'm looking for your national number here. Somewhere your projected 2018 national number. Uh, looks like you're going to be 56, John. So from 88, nice work on that. Yeah, that, that's a that's a big jump. I was ninety the year before that, so mm-hmm. I obviously had a little little bit better of a season. Yeah, Did uh, a few more races and stuff. What uh, what's your situation at the races? Are you driving to all of them? I know you didn't join the series until it headed out to was it High Point? I think you came on. Uh, um, yeah, High uh, High Point was my first round. I drove to High Point. Uh, in previous years, I had driven to all the races, mm-hmm. and uh, I went ahead and had Ted Park with tpj all my stuff okay because I, I wanted to be able to do like washougal and new york and some of the 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 far rounds i'm from texas so yep 
I went ahead and had him haul my stuff, and I flew to most of the races this year. And and how did you, yeah? How did you like the Teddy Parks thing? Do you, do you, I mean, it, it's not cheap, but on the other hand, it takes a lot of stress and worry away. And he he does provide you with some stuff. So how do you like that program? I think it's a great program for uh, for anybody who doesn't have a you know a ton of support. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're saying you show up and they've got tents out, they've got food. It's just a little bit less stress on the riders just having people around helping you. Um, and uh, he knows a little bit of everybody, so yeah, he does really hurt right. Hurt either. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, hey, you ride at Yamaha Outdoors. Um, I don't know about that bike. The jury's still out. Some guys like it. Some guys don't. Um, what's your take on a, on a Yamaha YZ450, and, and what do you like about it, and how do you get along with it? Uh, I I like them. I've ridden them since they came out, though. I, I rode them as an amateur in 2014. I rode them in 15. I rode them in 16. So I've got a lot of Yamaha experience mm-hmm. on the new model. Uh, it works well with me. Um, I know what you mean. There's a lot of guys who don't, don't care for them. I think it's either a love it or hate it kind of deal. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited to ride the 18. I think uh, some of the some of the things I didn't like with the Yamaha, I think they probably addressed in that new model. A few of the um, chassis complaints, but. right? How were the factory guys with you? If you needed a part or you needed some advice, would you go over there? Were they cool with you? Did you never go over there? Or how how'd they act? Uh, they were always cool with me. I went over there a few times. I just really all I ever asked for was like a fork guard or a, a <laughs> yeah. mud flap I, right. I, or a lever, you know, and I never asked for anything big. So. Yeah. Uh, Rock River actually helped me out and loaned me a motor at uh, Bud's Creek. I had a motor let go in practice, so I was super thankful for that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome, right? Um, yeah. And you got to wonder uh, for them, like, the, oh, Harrison wasn't there then, so they had a, they had spare parts, no problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Hey, so uh, we talked a little bit before I hit record. Uh, amazingly enough, John, you you're going in for surgery. You you raced this whole outdoors with with a a, a a hand injury. Yeah, I actually I crashed in Toronto Supercross, mm-hmm. and uh, my hand just progressively started getting worse. I didn't know anything was wrong. We did X-rays; everything looked fine. I thought it was a sprain. Um, well, then after before Vegas Supercross, I got a got another image and it showed a fracture in my scaphoid so um i took a few weeks off missed the first outdoors let it sit in a brace for about four weeks and Mm -hmm. uh went racing um but it never healed up so i got an mri a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and uh it's a just a non-union fracture i've been dealing with for a good part of the year so i'm gonna get surgery tuesday and get it fixed up how did it bug you out there or did it well, luckily the guys at Asterisk helped me out, and I'd uh, do do a Toradol shot at some of the rounds, and that helped immensely. Yeah. Um, during during the week, for sure, is when I noticed it big time on Sunday after the race. Yeah. And trying to test suspension a little bit and practice during the week, it was uh, sometimes it was kind of unbearable, but we Jeez. got the we made the most of it, you know. Yeah. No, it's life on the island, man. Privateer Island. You get if you if you sit out races, guys aren't gonna see you they're not going to know you you're not making any money so it's like one of those things where you gotta you gotta ride right yeah just kind of had to do it do what uh we had to to get through the season mm-hmm. and uh i felt like i was just kind of starting to gain some momentum i had some top 15 motos and uh i didn't really just want to go sit on the couch yeah no at I, that point. I, I hear you no for sure um 
what was your best race this year? What'd you, which one did you do well at? I mean, looking at your points, you know, you had a bunch of the motos that were close to the same, but was there one that you felt really great at? Riding-wise, I felt like the second moto of Millville and the second moto of uh, Ironman mm-hmm. were my best rides. Um, Ironman, I fell on lap two and was able to ride my best, I felt like, once I got up and mm-hmm. finished, I think, 14th. Um, Millville was kind of the same. Had a didn't have the greatest start and picked through the pack to thirteenth. But um I the hard charger award at Southwick, I think that was my most consistent weekend. I believe I was fourteen fifteen. Mm-hmm. But um I really honestly like the Iron Man track and that whole facility, so I yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Iron Man Moto two. Yeah, it's it's a pretty sweet. It's underrated a little bit. We, we we you know, it's been muddy the most times we've been there, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a premier facility, I would say, for sure. Did you try to hold on to the back of Hurlings, John, as he went by you? I I tried to just jump on his back fender with my transponder. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just put it in there, man. Yeah, just put it on his right fort guard or something. Dude, he was flying. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, my mechanic had showed me some. Uh, some footage of him in practice. He's mm-hmm. like, you need to be doing this in the roller section. And I had no idea anybody was even doubling into the rollers first lap <laughs> you're of like, practice. You're like, yeah, here's the bike. You go try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I need to watch him a little more. Uh, Race Tech, Privateer Island uh, Life's uh, podcast with uh, John Short, uh, number 23. You ever use Race Tech at all, John? You ever use Race Tech? Ever? I, I haven't. Okay. I've, uh, all right. I, I haven't ever. Well, we got to get you on. I've that. heard some good things. Oh, yeah, I've heard good things about him. Good, good to hear. Um, hey, as you started doing better this year and you're getting near the top 10 and everything else as a privateer, do you have some factory dudes that you would talk to or that would be cool with you or show you something or, or help you out? Man, honestly, I didn't get around the pits a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more so just working on my bike and stuff. I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have like a real mechanic with me. It was just kind of like, hey, bring a buddy. Yep. So I was mostly doing bike work and stuff. I probably should have talked to some more people, but I would, I'd go over and talk to Rock River, and uh, mm-hmm. their mechanics were helpful. Um, no, that's like good. That. Yeah, that's good. You, do you, you ever get into it with anybody out there on the track? Any any guys get mad at you or, or stuff you for no reason or anything like that? No, uh, I, did, I got taken out by Dakota Alex uh, oh, at a race, but I – I very well left the door wide open, so mm-hmm. I can't be too mad about that. Yeah, yeah, really, right. Um, but it it actually knocked a hole in my case. Oh shit! Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, hey, why in Supercross this year? Why were you on a Suzuki? Uh, well, I had actually purchased one of uh, Jimmy Albertson's uh, race bikes from last year. Okay. One like they had a, a new one they never rode, and uh, I practiced on it before the season. And uh, just raced it during Supercross. It was kind of the most uh, feasible thing to do price-wise for me to get going on Supercross. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, I actually really, really liked the bike, honestly. It yeah, was, did you like it? Wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, I did. So uh, I had never ridden a Suzuki before. Yeah. Then. Well, I just would figure you'd get on a Yamaha. That's what you you rode outdoors and what kind of what you know. But yeah, I guess if it was a good deal and it was a full modded race bike, right? Yeah, it had extra clamps and their their bigger forks they ran and everything. So I was like, heck yeah, that's a good deal. Hmm, that's uh, yeah, that's kind of good. And how how did you think your supercross went for you? 
It definitely went better than uh, 2016, the first year I tried them. Uh Um, I felt like I had the speed to be in every main event. Uh, I was in a few of them, but I I definitely crashed more than I would like, but the comfort (laughs) level, I would say, was there. (laughs) Yeah. There's a... There's a lot of footage on TV. I've been watching them back, and uh-huh. a lot of heat races they show me LCQs, but they always end on the ground. Thirteenth <laughs> in in, uh, in Indy, though, pretty good, pretty decent, you know. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, you're in Texas, and a buddy of ours who's come over and hosted the Pulp MX show a few times, Blake Wharton. Uh, he's worked with you. What's that like? How'd you meet him, and how has he been helping you? Uh, I, I met Blake when I was younger. I started getting riding lessons from a guy named Bo Boynton, and mm-hmm. that was his fitness trainer at the time. Um, and Blake turns out he only lives a couple miles from me, so we've kind of become friends over the years. And uh, I don't know, I started reaching out to him, just asking him for advice. And now he comes out and rides at my corner track all the time, and he's just kind of helped me with my technique and uh, kind of mental approach as well. Mm-hmm. So he's he's pretty sharp. I mean, obviously he's won races and done pretty well. Yeah, like what kind of specifically has he helped you with, do you think? Um, more so like body positioning on the bike and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of finding a flow a little bit, work, manipulating the chassis and uh, I don't know, there's there's quite a bit. It's it's hard to really put into words, I guess you could say, but um, and approaching the races with, with confidence and I don't you know, just there's there's numerous things starts are a big deal he's been trying to trying to help me out with my starting technique uh mm-hmm. is terrible um so <laughs> he hey he was good at starts he was always good at starts i i know that's that's the reason i actually had contacted him you know was hey can you help me with starts because there's never a race you see the number 88 up in the front in the first corner mm-hmm. so and do and you think it's helped you a little bit uh, it has. Uh, it's something that needs some work, though. Yeah. Uh, still, I mean, it's still something that I need to work on because I always go practice, but I didn't always do starts. So it's kind of incorporating that into my daily routine mm-hmm. every um, every week. So I think he wants to try to race next year Supercross. Blake Blake does. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's texted me quite a bit about it. Uh-huh. I think he's looking for for a way to go racing looking for a ride or some support of hey, some sort have you seen him ride lately how's he go is he still, does he still have the magic oh he's he's still got the magic <laughs> he he would hop on my yamaha before uh you know we'd do corner track or over oval drills i'd ride and then he'd hop on my bike he's never ridden and basically outrun me so oh wow so yeah he's good you know he's um yeah he's he's the skill is there still you know where are you where do you live where do you live in texas Pilot Point, Texas, okay. right outside of Dallas. Okay. I was going to say, so, so you didn't really get any storms or anything this week, last week? No, we no. haven't even gotten any rain. Wow, how weird is that, huh? Like, not that far south, it's just flooded. And Yeah, they've got it bad down south right now. Yeah. Huh. Um, all right, so it's outside of Dallas. So let me ask you this. I always wondered this, too. Like, you guys got a ton of tracks. You got all this land. Uh, ideal weather for riding for the most part, although it's you know it's balls hot in the summer. But how come we don't see more guys from Texas like just really get to be elite racers in the in in motocross supercross? You ever wonder why? What 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 happened to Texas? 
I don't know. There's, I mean, there's some guys that maybe have moved to Texas that do well, but nobody from Texas is really, yeah, you know, stepped up. I don't know. To me, the motocross scene is kind of fizzling out in Texas. All the the same tracks have been here a while. They're uh, more they're more geared to just weekend warriors. Uh, I don't know. The local scene isn't like it is. You can go to a race and there's three to four guys in each class on the gate. Huh? Weird, right? So it, it's it's very weird. I wish it would pick, you know, yeah. get back to like it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, probably before your time, but um, uh, Steve Stackable and Danny Storbeck, a couple of Texas guys. You don't know them probably, but. Yeah. But, well, I, when I had first started riding motocross in 2009, I'd, I'd go to the track and I'd see Cunningham, LeMoyne, Bosa Whartons, uh, Hackley. Like there was just, you know, at least 10 really good guys. Uh-huh. That were there, and they've maybe either stopped racing, moved to California or yeah. Florida or somewhere. But then, like, you go to Oklahoma and you got Cooper, who's a national champion. You got Robbie Renard. You got Trey Kennard. Like, just right north of Dallas or Texas, there's been some amazing riders from out of Oklahoma. So go figure, John. Yeah, yeah, they're they're out there. I've I've tried to go up to Oklahoma a little bit here and there, just to ride with some some mm-hmm. other guys, like before Supercross. Um, hey, let me ask you, uh, you're, you're a younger kid, you're, you're, you're still turning into pro. When you're running 10 to 15 at a 450 national, do you, do you get intimidated? Do you start looking at some of the guys that are passing you or some of the guys that you're coming up with? And does it rattle you at all? Or do you, what kind of attitude do you have when, when these guys that make a lot of money and, you know, are established guys, you're, you're riding around with them? Uh, how's that mentally for you? Are you okay? Or does it freak you out? I'm okay. I would say the first the first time that happened, I was a little like, "Oh wow, there's yeah, yeah. so and so." You know, that's cool. But um, now I think the attitude has kind of changed to, "Man, I want to beat that guy and be where he's at, or you know, further up." You know. Uh huh. Yeah. So does so it? Yeah. It doesn't. It, no, calm, it doesn't really like. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get tight. I'm riding slow. I, all these guys are fast. I need to let them beat me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really run into my mind so much yeah um what's the plan for 18 obviously you've got some healing ahead of you do you have some more support lined up or what's your plan for 2018 supercross and motocross right right now it's it's probably looking like uh unless unless i get connected with uh, a small team or uh, some some other guys i'm probably just going to ride yamahas from maxim honda yamaha in town and uh kind of do the the same thing i did this year what it's looking like yep. so um i've yeah. just got the same guys on board for now oh cool and then uh what about the uh the dealership it's just uh, they give you free bikes that you can sell you got to give them back or how does that work actually for for outdoors they just uh i guess lent me these two 450s to ride all summer and i give them back at the end of october so it worked out really well oh that's awesome yeah you don't got to lay the money out for bikes right I mean, shit dude. yeah yeah listen you got top 20 in the points you might want to you know call up jimmy perry or or, or mike Guerra. And be like, hey man, can I get some bikes? You know, I I, I should do that. I've actually got Mike's number because I ordered some parts from him. Yeah, see, there you go. I mean, number, so at least get you a hell of a deal on a couple bikes where you can ride them and then sell them and make money at the end of the year. You know, um, yeah, you're good enough in my eyes. You know what I mean? You're repping Yamaha. There's not a ton of guys repping Yamaha uh, 450s right. outdoors, and you're one of them. So. Um, yeah, I need to network network a little more. Right? Come on, John, get with it, man. 
I'm I'm slacking a little bit in that department. <laughs> that's, that's not the one you want to slack in, though. No, I know. Pulpamex 17 is the code to save at Racetech. And uh, discover why more top privateers trust Racetech. Mention the code to get a discount on suspension needs and engine needs. And we thank the folks at Racetech for coming on board. They've been around since 1984 helping out privateers. Hell, shit, they helped out Doug Dubach before they even found it. So go check them out, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Racetech um, and... Uh, a suspension also to the race tech technical edge suspension seminars coming up october 21st and 27th in corona california um yeah it's 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 tough um for to get yourself around but do you mention if, if nothing comes out john do you think you'll go back to to teddy parks yeah i think that's uh i guess i don't want to say the backup plan but that's yeah i guess the backup plan if i don't do anything else i'm going to end up back with Teddy and uh, do his program again on Yamaha's. So then you got to be around the seven deuce deuce all the time. <laughs> That's a possibility. I, I like Adam though. <laughs> oh yeah, he's uplifting. Yeah, he, he is uplifting. He's just and then all the fans coming by and yelling seven deuce deuce and him hugging them. It could be a distraction, hey, you know. Hey, that's one of the only reasons we've got an autograph line over there. Is wow. because it's Adam. Yeah, it's probably not it's probably not a bad point, right? Yeah. Uh, he draws publicity over there. Where do you base yourself for Supercross? Uh, you did East this year. Do you go back and forth to Texas? I did. I, yep. I drove to a couple rounds. I flew to some some of the further ones, but uh-huh. I just fly back to Pilot Point. Um, my suspension motor guy, uh, Jim Lewis at Merge, is up in Oklahoma right down the road, and there's a few tracks. So I just kind of stay local, live, live back at home, and uh, – do it that way, but I can go right up with like Chase Marquier and Albertson. Okay, I tried to go do that a little bit during the week, so I'm with some good guys, you know. Yeah, so they have. I was going to ask you about tracks, Supercross tracks, but so that's where you would go. Yeah, especially towards the end of Supercross because um, the track in Oklahoma where we did suspension testing and they all kind of fizzled out and shut down. So I would go right at Chase Marquier's and Raynard's with Jimmy and those guys. You know, you got to ask Jim Lewis about working for Brock Glover in 1989 in the GPs. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. I haven't. I'll, I'll have to ask him that when I see him this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Short here on the uh, Privateer Island Life podcast. Besides, John, besides a money tree in your backyard where you could just p- pick money off and then <laughs> that would be the ultimate thing, what else, besides that, what would make your life a lot easier? Like, what do you... When you look at factory guys or you look at, you know, these guys you hang out with, the Albertson or, or, or whoever you go riding with, like what's what's something that would make your life a whole lot easier? Is there anything that you, you can think of? I would say, honestly, right now a mechanic. I've never really had just a mechanic to help me during the week, during the hot summer months while I'm practicing at the races. I pretty much I do the training. I am the the mechanic. I'm the the parts getter, and oh, the geez. race are all in one. So yep. just to have somebody, kind of a right hand man to help me make sure we got the parts, make you know wash the yeah. bike, just to help me out a little bit would be a big help. Yeah. In my eyes. And then, but I guess you don't have the money to pay somebody to do it, so it's like you got to kind of balance that out, right? Right. I, I try and put most of my money, I guess into my into my motorcycles and, and getting to the races so uh-huh um hey one so thing go, where one thing about you that i noticed in supercross and motor, you always run a chest protector you're a chest protector <laughs> guy like what why is that what what was the reasons behind it and all that man it's 
I've grown up uh, riding woods, like cross-country races. Okay. When I was little, I've always worn a chest protector. Uh, that's just something I've always worn. I've never even really tried an underprotector <laughs> or anything. I mean, when I was little, yeah. I had a, one of those Camelback drink systems that just stayed <laughs> zip-tie on the back of my chest protector. You should try so, line up line up for Indianapolis Supercross with a, with a camel <laughs> with a camelback on. Um, uh, no, because sometimes like I'll be watching guys and I'll be like, "Who is that?" And I won't be able to see the side plates or whatever. And I'll be like, ah, "I think that's I think that's short." Yep, there it is. It's John Short with the chest protector because you just don't see it. You know, I'm not I'm not bagging yeah, on it. You just don't see it. Yeah, I think uh, everybody in North Texas that pays attention to me like at the races, they're all like, "Man, when are you going to get rid of that chest protector?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm running it. I like it." Oh, so you're not, it's not the first time you've heard it then from me. No, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No. Um, all right. So what else? Uh, um, how's, you, how's your mom and dad help you out with support and everything else? Like that's, that's a big part of your program or are you more on your own? Uh, more on my own. I mean, my mom gives me a place to live, so that's a big help. I yeah, yeah, that helps. Uh, no, it's just pretty much me. And then I've got a good group of guys, uh, Jeremy McWhorter mm-hmm. and, uh, and Eddie Lee. And there's just, you know, probably five or six guys that may not, you know, they just help me a little bit here and there. And that just means the world, you know, Oh, that's awesome. to help me get yeah. to the races. So do you, did you get a little of, uh, did you get some people to races coming up to you a little more people during the nationals coming up and talking to you and just, you know, checking in on you and, and you know, congratulating you on some of these rides? Yeah, yeah, I had some like locals, some fans that go to the races every year, and they're like, "Yeah, you and Miller and uh, maybe Sherer or someone, y'all, y'all are all right there every weekend." Yeah, you know, they keep up and pay attention. That's awesome to see some fans starting to pay attention and stuff. How much do idiots like me and Dan Truman and Jason Thomas about their fantasy teams? How much are you tired of hearing about them? I, I probably get, I get texts every weekend. Hey, I need you to do good this weekend. You're in my fantasy, dude. Right? I mean, some. I, I mean, I'm I'm in the mix too. I'm not quite as serious as those guys, but I imagine some of you guys are just like, shut up. Yeah. Uh, some sometimes it gets a little out of hand, but whenever you come through for them, it feels great. You know, whenever you get that good ride and they score big points. What about uh, you know talking to uh, to Miller? He's down at Club MX and uh, and and Alex Ray and Kate Clayson and these guys, Brayton. Have you thought about going to one of those riding facilities where you where you talked about going to Oklahoma and riding with um, faster guys? Have you thought about doing that a little bit, or is it just a financial thing where you can't really swing it? No, I've definitely uh, had the desire to go to one of those places. Um, for me, it's just accumulating the budget to go pay to stay down there. Um, I've gone to Club MX when I drove to all the races and just stayed a week. Uh, but I think it'd be awesome to go GPF, Club MX, somewhere like that, and just stay for a couple months before the season. So that's that's actually one of my goals this off season. Once I get healed up, to try and go yeah. there, go to California or somewhere where there's a bunch of riders and some industry. Yeah, just people pushing you, right? People to get on behind and practice and and and, and all that kind of stuff. It just opens your eyes, helps you helps you prepare a little better, and just just be better, right? Yeah, I agree 100%. It's, uh, you don't get faster very quick riding by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you're going to ride a Yamaha in Supercross. I like that, John. That's a better bike than the RMZ. I know you bought one of Albertson's you know, good bikes, but still, man, uh, Yamaha 250 in Supercross, you're going to notice it being a lot better, I think. I, I think uh, I will, too. I think it's going to be a lot easier to make a lot better motor, um, for sure, for the starts and and all that. 
because I know I would say I'd say the 250 RMZ was good. I I feel like uh, there's faster bikes out there though. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I yeah. Uh, I agree. You know what I mean? It's not a bad bike, but in Supercross, man, it's nice to have you know a little bit of uh, of motor behind you too. Kind of help. Yeah, I mean, you. to be honest, I think the chassis of the RMZ was really, really incredible. The the turning, the handling, everything. But uh, I think the YZ's got a better motor package for sure. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, who else do you want to thank, John? Before we wrap it up, uh, who else uh, you want to thank for helping you out? Uh, I'd like to thank you know Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Lee, Jeremy McWhorter, uh, obviously my mom and dad for just supporting me. Um, Fly Racing, TPJ. Uh, recluse fmf uh merge racing jim lewis he's a big supporter of mine helped me out a lot this year um man just vince monteleone chris Kaysen, all these guys at mechanic for me on random weekends so i didn't have to go by myself like <laughs> hold on are these are these really just your buddies or are they actually mechanics no, I swear to you, it's like my buddy who owns a sheet metal shop hey yeah i'll go to daytona with you you know hop on a plane uh <laughs> My my buddy Vance, who went to the last three rounds with me, he he's a finance guy. Oh, geez. so he he rides, but uh, uh-huh. he's definitely not a, he's not a mechanic. But <laughs> uh, no, but Justified Cultures, Adrenaline MX, uh, Vertex Pistons, um, man, just there's a bunch of people. Uh, everybody who's helped me, I appreciate everything. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, thank you for doing this. Congratulations on the good summer. Twentieth overall is no joke, and uh, especially missing the first three rounds too. You know, you got to remember that as well. Um, thank you for the time on the Race Tech uh, Privateer Island Life uh, podcast, and uh, good luck with the surgery and everything. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next year in Supercross. Thanks, John. I appreciate it, Steve. Y'all have a good day.